0: You're listening to Week 9 of Desires of the Heart, Themes of Ignatian Spirituality, a 10-week introduction to Ignatian Spirituality and Prayer. Each week presents a brief aspect of Ignatian Spirituality and offers a relevant meditation. This week's theme is Sin, the personal and cosmic effects of sin, and God's mercy. This week we're going a little bit darker into the world of sin. As you know, Saint Ignatius had a conversion while recovering from a battle wound. During his convalescence, he reflected on his living in sin, having lustful affairs, and living for superficial status and prestige. Once he felt called to living like Christ and the saints, he had a hard time not shaking off the guilt and put himself through harsh penances. Eventually his scruples went away and his experiences inspired the first week of the spiritual exercises. In the first week, Ignatius calls us to reflect on the world of sin. The grace we're told to pray for is shame and confusion before God as I consider the effects of one sin as compared to my own sinful life. He's trying to have us put our own sinfulness in perspective by having us meditate on three examples of sin. First is the sin of the angels, who rebelled against God and became fallen. We can think of this as the origin of Satan. Next is the sin of our first parents, Adam and Eve. Our tradition says their action of eating the forbidden fruit brought us original sin and our fallen human nature. Both of these sins, the sin of the angels and the sin of our first parents, had cosmic effects on all of creation. And then Ignatius has us contemplate on one single person's rejection of God causing their own damnation, choosing to refuse God's gift of relationship, and therefore choosing his or her own fate. This kind of sin has a personal effect on that one person. And when we think of our own sins, we wonder, what could be the consequences compared to those three examples? Our sin can affect our personal lives, our relationship with God, maybe with others in our community, but there are cosmic consequences. Does my sin contribute to a larger sinfulness, a systemic sin? After several days, an exorcist finds that confusion and shame they asked for, ultimately, sorrow. Here she recognizes the foolishness of sin and irrationality of it, and that their sin is part of a history of sin. There are not only personal consequences of our sin, but cosmic ones. Jesuit Hans von Leeuwen says, The aim of the first week is to arrive at the merciful fidelity and love of God by going more deeply into your own infidelity. It's about bringing us a conversion of heart before we begin the spiritual exercises. We must know God's mercy, despite our sinfulness, before we can truly and vulnerably get to know Jesus. Let's meditate. This meditation is adapted from Jesuit David Fleming's contemporary interpretation of the spiritual exercises. As I begin to pray, I acknowledge that I am in the presence of God, a God of love, but a God who desires to make me better and more generous. I ask the Lord to give me the grace of shame and confusion for my sins. I first consider the sin of the first parents. Adam and Eve disobeyed God and ate the forbidden fruit from the tree of knowledge. They wanted to be like God, but this one sin had cosmic effects. They not only lost God's special sharing of divine life for humankind, but their sin caused the flow of evil perpetrated by people upon other people and the destruction inflicted by them upon the gift of God's world. This flow of evil continues through this very day in the realities of war, oppression, jealousy, and revenge. Adam and Eve's one sin affects even my own life. If one sin can reach such havoc, What about my own sinfulness? I consider how, like with Adam and Eve, God allows me to freely choose to respond to the love and life he offers. Our Christian tradition tells us that the first rejection of God's love was by the angels, God's special messengers who were created out of love. Some angels chose to reject God's free offering of love and sharing of divine life. Immediately, by closing themselves off from God, they changed from a life of grace to a death hatred of God, and found themselves in their own choice of hell. I consider the many times I have rejected God's love. I let pass before my consciousness many of my sins and sinful tendencies which have permeated my life from youth up through the present moment. I consider the temptations I have given into, the relationships I've broken, the reputations I've damaged, the times I've rejected God's gifts. As I consider my sinfulness, I feel how the weight of evil has pressed upon me. Keeping all this in my mind, I reflect that out of me, one human person among millions upon millions of people who live on the earth, so much evil, hatred, and death can come forth. To what can I compare myself? A walking contagion of diseases who continues to walk throughout my world, affecting it and everyone who comes into my life? I feel the horror of the so many effects my sin has had on the world. I now put myself before God and look at the contrast. God the source of life, and I the cause of death, God the source of love, and I with all my petty jealousies and hatreds, God from whom all good gifts come, and I with my selfish attempts to win favor and buy attention. I look at my world. Everything cooperates to continue to give me life and strength. I look at the whole support system of air and water, warmth and coolness, light and darkness, all the produce of the earth, all the works of human hands, everything that contributes to my well-being. I think of the people who have prayed for me and love me. The whole communion of saints has interest in my salvation and actively works to try to help me. Everywhere I look, the more astonished I become, seeing so much good coming in on me while I issue forth so many evils. How can I respond to a God so good to me and surrounding me with such goodness of holy men and women and all the wonderful gifts of creation? All I can do is give thanks, wondering at God's forgiving love, which continues to give me life up to this moment. I speak to God now and respond to his merciful grace by making an amendment. For more resources relevant to this week's theme, including a 21st century view on the first week, visit GodInAllThings.com If you'd like to offer this 10-week series to your group or parish, go to GodInAllThings.com slash desires to donate and download a PDF of the entire series.